Okay. <coughs> What's up, pals? Welcome to episode 98 of the Super Nerd Pals podcast. And today, I am not the host because we have not only a brand new host, but we have a brand new member to the Super Nerd Pals team. That's right. We're the Elite Four. Our ranks have increased by one. Who you ask is our awesome new host? Well, it's none other than our awesome friend of the show and now official host, Ryan Marlowe! If I could do, like, spaghetti monster arms, I would. Hi, everybody! Hey, what's up, Ryan? So how's it feel being the fourth official member of the Super Nerd Pals team? Overwhelmingly awesome. Yeah, so this... <laughs> This is Ryan's coming out party. This is our first time hosting. So Whee! Ryan, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop hogging the mic. So it's all it's all you now. It's all me. All right. Well, we we created a lovely lovely outline of a bunch of stuff to talk about today. So I'm really really excited. I also might have overdone it a little, but that's okay. That's okay. No, no it's great. We have a lot of news, uh, a lot of content to cover. So I like it. It's great. And your enthusiasm, it's real. So. <laughs> I guess the first thing to sort of start out with that started uh, started the week off is Ben Affleck and Batman. Yeah, so that was really surprising news because like in the beginning... Was it? Uh, well, <laughs> let's, let's backtrack. Ba- ben Affleck, he was probably biting off way more he can chew because he was like acting and directing and producing and operating the boom mic as well he was trying to do everything on this project but the news is that he's no longer directing his own batman film and this is a quote ben affleck stated there are certain characters who hold a special place in the heart of millions performing this role demands focus passion and the very best performance i can give it has become clear that i cannot do both jobs to the level they require Together with the studio, I've decided to find a partner and a director who will collaborate with me on the massive film. I'm still in this, and we're still making it, but currently looking for a director. I remain extremely committed to this project and look forward to bringing this to life for fans around the world. So, I'm surprised... Well, okay, I'm not surprised that Ben Affleck dropped out because he was putting so much on his plate, but... This is uh, repeating a trend that we're seeing a lot in the DC movies where directors are falling off like flies. I think for the Flash movie, I think they churned through at least like two directors. Yeah, they're still having trouble finding a director, right? Yeah, they are. Uh, I don't think they still found one yet. Um, And as for this one, I mean, Ben Affleck has done a lot of great films. And I don't know. I mean, they're still looking for a director right now. I don't know who would would step up to it. A lot of fans are... Trying to get Zack uh, trying to get Zack Snyder to direct this movie, and I would really, really like someone fresh and new to take over this project. I, yeah, I I would not want to see Zack Snyder direct this movie. We've had Batman movies, and I think Christopher Nolan really did something special with the Batman movies. But if you're gonna do older Ben Affleck Batman, I think that we need somebody else. <clears throat> someone that either hasn't done this kind of thing before, just someone that we haven't really seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say, I'm actually kind of happy that he decided to not direct this because we've I've seen things that he starred in and directed, and he's brilliant. I will give him that. 
I just don't think that I think it would have been the wrong call to continue to do this. Mm-hmm. To continue to direct and star in the Batman movie. Because this is his, this is, I mean, I know we've already sort of had his his Batman debut, but this is really, he's going to carry the whole movie. Exactly. Batman versus Superman was different. You had you had other people in there, so it's a different dynamic. But when you're carrying the movie, it's very different. So I think I think he made the right call to be really honest. Yeah, and I think I think this released pressure off of him. And then in his interviews, uh, he was saying how he was getting really stressed because basically every five minutes someone would bug him, like "Where's Batman? Where's Batman?" and Something that's as big as iconic as Batman's obviously going to take time and effort, and um, lots of people will just were on his back. So I feel like with shifting the f- less of the weight and responsibility onto another director will give Ben Affleck like more breathing room to actually focus on acting and like developing the story and producing. Because like he was basically taking on Batman by himself, and that's a her- Herculean effort. Who would I you? Think, oh, I'm sorry. I, I was gonna say who who would you, who would you rather see in the director's chair? Okay, so um, I would like to see Patty Jenkins taken on. Uh, Patty Jenkins, uh, she's the director on Wonder Woman. Yeah, and she's done she's done Monster, which I happen to love, love, love that movie. And she directed, I think, two episodes of the TV series The Killing. Which I still haven't seen yet. Okay, I actually haven't heard of The Killing. Is that like a crime show, horror show, or... Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, okay. Excellent. <laughs> Which would be the only reason why I would watch it. Um, I think both I think both seasons are on Netflix. Right? Okay, it's cool. Thank you. All right, definitely check it out. The main reason is Wonder Woman. The movie looks amazing. And in terms of, like, press, I've, I haven't seen anything, like bad-mouthing it or like any like serious misgivings or concerns so everything from the trailers looks crazy amazing i think she, patty's gonna do amazing do- i think she already knocked out of the park i mean we'll we'll see but i'm very very optimistic about the wonder woman movie so i think she would do a great job with batman my my two other choices george miller the director of mad max and I'm not just saying that because I'm obsessed with Bad Max, and I uh, and I I want uh, I and, uh, I there's a there's, I believe you, there's another Chris. reason. So mm-hmm. so nearly a decade ago, George Miller he was approached by WB to helm a Justice League movie project. I, I talked about this before in the podcast. You had like uh, what's his name? Um, oh God, I forget who was the guy that was supposed to play Batman, but. One of the characters from Mad Max Fury Road, uh, the Valkyrie, she was uh, Furios's best friend, is also a crack sniper. Uh, she was supposed to play Wonder Woman, which was uh, which I would love. Um, but basically, the project fell through. I think also WB approached Miller to help with, uh, I think, the Superman, Man of Steel movies, but that never happened. Um, okay. So I think WB should do a mea culpa and give George Miller the Batman project because he, he's shown that even after like 30 years, he can he can do a crazy, amazing action movie with a really deep narrative. I think with, I think, I mean, Batman versus Superman had a lot of CGI and I think because of the story content, I mean, that's, that was kind of necessary, but I would really, really like to see Miller's 
super practical effects mode of filming applied to Batman. I think that'd be really cool. But yeah, so George Miller, I love him. I think he's, uh, with all the research he had to do with the Justice League project, I think by now he's very familiar with that world. Lastly, a little bit of a left field one. But I want Guillermo del Toro. No. No? No? No. No, why? No. Why? No. He just, no. He, because he's, here's the thing, is, is my, my whole thing with Guillermo is part of the reason why I love watching his stuff so much is that he creates these beautifully, like, elegant monsters. And I don't mean that in this, not just in the sense of like a supernatural monster or something like Pan's Labyrinth. I mean, monsters can be human too. And I think to put that touch on Batman, it wouldn't work. Because when I think of Batman, I don't think of a beautifully elegant thing. Because it's, it's, it's just, it, I don't think it would have the right touch. The, the same guy that, that did... Hellboy directing Batman there's just something it's a, it's a whole it's a whole different beast. I just I think that there's something he does really well and I I don't think Batman would be one of them. I would counterpoint because like I mean Batman Batman's uh mythology or uh canon it shifts between like authors and I've seen stories that would be very very Guillermo del Toro-esque like for for example there's a sto- a very famous graphic novel by Grant Morrison called Arkham a Serious House on Serious Earth and the the story's story premise is pretty simple it's basically Joker taking over Arkham Asylum and Batman has to go in but what made this story so crazy awesome is how surrealistic it is and how almost supernatural fantasy like it was. Morrison just warped and played with the world. So it was a very, it was like, it's as if like Batman meets Alice in Wonderland. And it was a, it's an amazing book. And I mean, Matt Batman, he does a lot of detective and crime and, and like street level justice and like fighting gangsters. But a lot of his stories also involve a lot of like supernatural horror stuff and e- even with like justice league dark i mean that's a sub- that's a, a project that uh del toro has uh i think he is affiliated with, with that or ex- at least expressed interest in that if this batman movie were to be like a horror oriented one i think del toro would be a great one so now that i think of it I think Deathstroke was supposed to be the first villain for this movie. So maybe not. Okay. So, I don't know. I just want to see Del Toro do something amazing with the Batman universe. But maybe now it's actually unlikely. I, I, think, I think that he could. I just don't think that this is that right movie for him. And I think as a director, he knows that. I think he, he'll know when there is something within that universe where he's like, this is the thing I'm supposed to do. I'm taking a quote from the same article that you posted talking about Affleck's capabilities and it says Affleck is able to balance the grim subjects of movies like Gone Baby Gone and The Town without being bogged down by angst. I'll agree with that and because of that my vote for who I personally think even though she was still on your list I don't think she has your number one vote it sounds like George Miller does Mm -hmm. is Patty Jenkins because looking at all of these other movies and and looking at what she's done so far, things like The Killing, things like Monster. Monster, I don't know if anybody knows what that is, but it's, it's 
based on the true story of a female serial killer named Aileen Wornos, who is as messed as they come. I also think that if she, and she did a wonderful job bringing that story to life, and she went from that, and she went to Wonder Woman, and Wonder Woman seems to just have have this, I don't, I can't say anything bad about it. Anything that I've seen so far, I've just been so, I've been so psyched for anything, all the clips, all the trailers and stuff like that. I've been so psyched to see everything surrounding Wonder Woman. So I'm really hoping that they allow her to sort of step up to the plate and, and have her do this. I would love to see her direct Ben Affleck. Okay. In a Batman movie. Well, it seems like we're contents. You know what? DC, get Patty Jenkins. Get Patty. Get Patty. Let's, let's, let's see her do this. Because she, you know, I, she. it looks like she's taken some tough subject matter and gone from that to Wonder Woman. And Wonder Woman, I don't seem to have any qualms with that so far. So I think it needs a woman's touch. Yeah. Yeah. More more female creatives. More female. Exactly. I'm, I'm really, I'm like on that kick of I think we need more female directors anyway. Yeah. And I think that. She could actually do something really, really awesome with this. And DC, DC's like, I mean, I know DC's been trying to play catch up with Marvel for like the last decade, but DC's beating Marvel with like their first flagship female superhero movie. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, Scar Joe with Black, uh, oh my God, like not I having. Black Widow movie, man. Where is that? Like, actually, I want to find out what happened in Budapest. <laughs> Uh, and you know, actually, that's not even the first female movie Marvel's doing. The first one's Captain Marvel, and you know, I I really wish Black Widow would have her own spot in the sunlight. But <sighs> yeah, they're way overdue to have Black Widow do a standalone, like way overdue. Yeah, yeah. Get on that, Marvel. Get on it, man. Yeah, you're hearing it from us. Let's go. Mm-hmm. All, All right. right. Cool. Uh, anything else about Batfleck and the Batman? Or are you good? No. Cool. Just Patty. Okay. Yeah, Patty. Patty Jenkins. Just Patty. Holler at us. We we got we got your back. I also didn't realize I had to look this up that George Miller directed one of my favorite movies from when I was growing up called The Witches of Eastwick. Oh, really? No way. Yeah, he did. That's crazy. He also directed Happy still, Feet, and I love that. He, right, I do too. But it still doesn't elevate him anymore in my mind to like surpass patty in terms of who i would want to okay I, I know i'm just saying happy feet was a great movie that's all i'm saying <laughs> yes yes and so was the witches of eastwick but i still want patty to do it <laughs> okay that's fine oh you know okay you know what bad track i want george miller to direct an entire movie just based on that batman hallucinate uh, he, he was hallucinating and it was basically post-APOC Batman where he's in the desert and like parademons are flying. I want him to direct an entire movie about that. That's my canon. That's my, I'm sorry, Ryan. I'm sorry. I love George face, Miller. He's amazing. Face, face, palm. I did it. It's okay. Twice. It's okay. I, I, you're, you're yearning for a post-dystopian like universe is kind of freaky. Well... I mean, because if we lived in one, I don't think I think we do. Come on, a more ten Trump is not president. yet. Oh, not yet. We're getting there. Though. Oh, we're yeah, we're only there. like two weeks in. So yeah. Oh, don't remind me. Anyway, no politics. We're not talking about politics. No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, so okay. you want to take? Uh, you want to uh, pick up the next piece? Sure. The net. Well, we've got two two things on this point. We've got two new shows that we're gonna start to look forward to. The first one is uh, Hulu's Runaway series, which 
I'll be really honest. I'm not entirely like I read about it. And what, what got my attention was the fact that I'm not familiar with the runaways. Cause I, I heard runaways and I was like, are we doing another, like the runaways is in like the band. Are they getting a TV series? And then I had a look at it and I was like, ah, no, this is something completely different. I think, I think it has a, um, a lot of potential for both, like a good mix of action and comedy. Uh, for those who don't know what the Runaways are, it's a comic book series where it features a bunch of kids who find out that their parents—they're actually part of this uh, evil supervillain crime organization. Okay, yes. Yeah, so the parents are part of an evil crime organization called the Pride. Uh, it was created by Brian K. Vaughn and Adrian Alfona in 2003. Hulu says it's going to be a series, not a movie, right? I think I believe it's a series, yeah. Okay. I'm actually not that familiar with The Runaways myself, but like I, th- I just from the, the the premise alone, I'm really interested and open to it. I actually don't know if The Runaways has like a cult following, but it seems it seems like there's enough of a following to to warrant. You know, its own TV series. Yeah, that it's it, my put it this my interest is peaked. I I'm like reading about like the plot of the main series. I'm like ready to like go order these these comic books because I actually really want to read them now. Elaborating on the premise a bit, these six kids they used to meet routinely every year for a charity event, and they spy on the parents, and they learn that. They're part of the pride. And this criminal group is not just like a bunch of mob bosses. I mean, they they do include mob bosses, but uh, they also have like time travelers, dark wizards, mad scientists, alien invaders, and telepathic mutants. So this seems like it runs the gamut of every every single type of supervillain archetype you could have out there. I definitely saw something about like occult sacrifices and stuff like that. Like this seems to have a lot of like meat to Mm. this yeah 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 and a lot of like variety so they can always like spin like something new in the story moving on the kids steal the weapons and resources from their parents and some of them learn that they themselves inherited their parents powers so you have alex wilder who's the leader nico minoru who's a witch carolina dean she's an alien gertrude yorks (laughs) uh she has she has a telepathic link to a dinosaur. <laughs> uh, Chase Stein has access to his father's like futuristic gloves or gauntlets. And Molly Hayes learns that she's a mutant with super strength. Uh, so that's really cool. And, and they basically team up and try to, to overthrow their own parents. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> this is going to be... I think this is going to be really, really cool. I mean, I also want... I also want a link to a dinosaur. Oh, actually, if you like teenage heroes and dinosaurs teaming up, you should really, really read um, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. That's a ongoing that's been going on for at least at least what I want to say like the least like sa- last six months. And she's basically like the number one smartest hero in the MCU. And she she's like this little eleven year old girl, and she teams up with this giant oversized red dinosaur from another dimension and it's awesome this looks really cool like i'm kind of mad that i'm only hearing about this now a uh, moon girl yeah moon girl and the runaways yeah like some of these covers look amazing i know right 
So I am now officially like very excited about the Runaways. Hell yeah! My goal is to like re go through all of them and 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 be better about this because it looks so cool. It's so cool. What's also cool? Uh, last couple of days, uh, Marvel confirmed the primary cast of the show, which is the same team that appeared in the 2003 uh, run. So you got Renzi Feliz who will play Alex. Lyrica Okano, who plays Nico, Virginia Gardner, who plays Carolina, Ariella Bearer, who plays Gert, Greg Sulkin, who plays Chase, and Allegra Acosta, who plays Molly. So uh, I, I don't, I don't know any of these actors. They don't, their names are not striking a chord, but um, I don't know if they're brand new actors or they've done other stuff. But but with the power of Google, you can look them up. Yeah, with the with the article you posted, I saw that uh, I think it's one of the I think it's the mm-hmm, Greg Greg Sulkin is one of the actors. Sulkin is a Disney Channel kid, but like new Disney Channel. So he went through the Wiver- the Wizards of Waverly Place, and then went on to Pretty Little Liars and MTV's Faking It. So I've never watched any of that stuff, but that's that particular person's background so it looks like and the rest of these i mean not that i not that i knew who he was before that but it looks like some of these have done like bits and pieces of stuff before getting signed on to this so i'm excited excellent i'm really really excited about runaways 2 now like now that i read some more about it um yeah it's great and we're both excited for it and uh next time when uh Stan and Andy are on. We can bother them about their thoughts about it. Um, Runaways is not actually... If, oh, I'm sorry? I'd be curious to see if they actually read it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or anything like that. And why they haven't brought it up if they have. Curse them! <laughs> uh, but yeah, Runaways is not actually the, the only shows coming up. Well, why don't you drop the other one? The other one uh, is Black Lightning officially landed at the CW. It looks like the CW is really stacking on their superhero comic, uh, universe. Yeah, um, actually, with, with, with Black Lightning, assuming it does pass the pilot and it's renewed, that'll mean that they'll have a show every single night going on, uh, or every, or they'll have a superhero show every single night of the week. Which is like unprecedented in TV history. That's that, that that'll be amazing. Uh, again, I have no idea who Black Lightning is, but to, it, from the looks of it, it looks like I can't. I got a, like a very very static shock kind of vibe from it. That's exactly what I thought it was too. When I saw it, I was like, "Wait a minute, static shock? No, wait." But this looks really awesome as well. But I'm curious to see what like crossover they could get away with with all of this because i know super like for instance i read earlier either this week or last week that supergirl is having some sort of weird musical episode oh wait with the flash or yeah yeah i think yeah like having some weird musical episode and darren chris is playing the villain hmm well they're gonna sing well i know like uh, supergirl already had a crossover with Flash, I think the episode was Speed Demons or something else. Um, and like, you know, like the CW has a history of uh, doing plenty of crossovers. I mean, they have multiple ones with Arrow and Flash, and and basically DC Legends of Tomorrow is basically one like one giant big crossover. Anyway, 
uh, mixed with like quantum bleep. But I think what also makes this so awesome is that not only would they have a show like this literally every night of the week, but it's a black superhero as basically the headliner. Yeah. He is the star. Yeah. Um. I mean, you you also you, right now we've had um. I don't remember the other name right now, but the I new. I feel f- like the last time we saw that was Static Shock when we were kids. Well, I mean, as a cartoon, as an actual yes. live action, this will be the first time. And on DC Legends of Tomorrow, you have the new Firestorm. Um, one half of which is a, a African American actor, but we never had like a live action TV show with a black guy like heading it up. So that's really exciting, and that's really they should awesome. do it. They should do it. I mean. Like, I know, I mean, I know, like, Black Lightning see, is, is, is probably, like, a C-list or B-list character. I would really love it if, like, Static Shock was actually a live-action TV show, but, I mean, who knows? Who knows? Maybe Black Lightning would be, like, the next amazing uh, top-rated CW show of all time, so we'll see what happens. And um, I, I haven't read or seen any of Black Lightning stuff, so I'll, that's definitely an excuse now to check it out before the pilot drops. Uh, yeah, but it's really exciting. This, this is awesome, especially if this sticks and it, it, you know, it does really well, then you're going to have two superhero shows that are revolving around an African-American male. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we already have Luke Cage. And Luke Cage is awesome. And And... I like loved, loved, loved Luke Cage. Luke Cage is so good. Ugh. To add Black Lightning to all of this, I think, I think would be absolutely incredible. Yeah. So I've got my fingers and my toes and anything else that I can cross crossed so that this does really, really well. Yes. Um, do we have a release date on the pilot? I don't I don't think we do. I don't see a release date in here. Uh, I just see more like background and stuff like that. I think it's still, I think it's still very new, but I think it's supposed. Uh, oh, here we go. Another rumor. Oh, it's a rumor that's circulating is that the show's pilot will begin filming in March for an assumed bow with the fall TV flood. So I guess that's something to keep our our, our eyes on. Excellent. Great. Well, we have yeah. we have that to look forward to. That's awesome. Keep it on with the DC continuity or universe uh, train. We have brand new news about the amazing fighting game Injustice Two. Um, so the last couple of days, uh, we have two big or really big pieces of news. One, Black Canary is joining the roster, and this is following on the heels of a gameplay trailer revealing Robin last month. So Black Canary, she's awesome. Uh, it's a great, fantastic pick. I know Stan was really excited about this. Yeah, like Black Canary, I've actually haven't read a lot about her, but like, uh, um, I mean, she she has a huge role as one of the leaders or as part of the Justice League and Young Justice, and like she takes down Superboy like like it's nothing. The only other stuff I read about Black Canary is it's well, it was uh. Frank Miller's and Jim Lee's all-star Batman. I I'm cautious to 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 list that as like a good incarnation of Black Canary because it's Frank Miller. It it's really over the top. <laughs> Basically, like Black Canary is taking on a bunch of thugs um, at a dock, 
and then she gets in trouble, and then Batman swoops in and sets them all on fire, and and then at, right, literally right after that, while the while the bad guys are still burning, Batman and Black Canary start making out on the dock. And it's like Frank Miller, what are uh, you doing? Uh, this I don't I don't know how I feel about this, and it's it's just that's questionable. It's really it's just it's just weird and 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 just like very frank miller-esque i was like oh okay so so not the best black canary thing to only read i mean i know oh well i know she's also been um well she has a big role on on arrow cw's arrow um but i'm I'm behind on arrow i'm i'm like a whole like two seasons behind on arrow but watching arrow was my introduction to black canary and i liked black canary um, maybe I just like the way she was portrayed in the show, but if if that was a uh, general sort of take on the character and they did their best with it, then I uh, I don't know how okay I am with having that that image in my head and and the image you just left me no with well that, that's Frank Miller and Frank Miller should be taken with, with a very big grain of salt. Okay. I think I've played Injustice maybe a few times mm-hmm. on my phone. On your phone. <laughs> on, my, on my phone. Not anything tremendously fancy, but if if they're going to update that so that it has all of this goodness in it, I'd be more inclined to play it a little bit more often than I actually do. And Injustice, it's just like, it's just more combat with DC characters. I mean, Ed Boon and Nether, Nether Realm Studios, you know, they're really great over-the-top bloody violence and like the the storyline between uh storyline behind injustice is really good i mean i think they're into like injustice year five in the comics so it's been going on for a while but i'm really excited about this i think this is gonna be i think the game is just anytime you expand on something like that and whether it's someone who's largely known or not as known i feel like it's still gonna be awesome regardless Especially playing as a character that her her big thing is is screaming at people on like a, a supersonic level. That's awesome. Plus, like she's I like a super skilled martial artist, and like she she's badass. I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. So yeah. So Black Canary is joining the roster. They also confirmed that a brand new character reveal will will happen on Tuesday, February seventh. This will likely be also a gameplay trailer. Do you have any ideas, or do you, is there anyone in the DC universe you want to see uh, as the next reveal character? I don't know. Who do we have that's been released so far? Okay, that's a good question. We have Black Canary. We have Poison Ivy. We have Robin. Yep. Uh, Blue Beetle. The Flash. My girl Harley. Yeah. Okay. So alphabetically, here it goes. We got Aquaman. Atrocitus, Bane, Batman, Black Canary, Blue Beetle, Brainiac, Darkseid, Deadshot, Flash, Gorilla Grodd, Green Lantern, Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy, Robin, Supergirl, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Uh, And there's also some characters that are playable via Premiere skins, which transform existing characters into other characters with unique voicing and and dialogue so you got green lantern john stewart power girl and reverse flash so far we have 18 characters not counting the premiere skin characters who would you want to see so i mean i'm 
I'm low to like stack the ratio towards even more Batman characters because there's a fair amount of Batman characters here already. But I would love to see Talon from the Court of Hours arc. He's he's like a, a an assassin from Scott Snyder's um, Court of Hours arc. Uh, it's a really he's a really really cool assassin. He has like an owl theme going on. I love him. He's badass. Uh, two, I would love Talia Al Ghul just to see her face off against Batman. Uh, I love her. And like, see, like Talia Ghul has always been one of my all time favorite Batman antihero slash villainesses. Um, villainesses. Is that a word? Villains. Villains. There you go. <laughs> Lastly, especially since Aquaman is going to be coming to the movie soon, I, I really think that there should be more of a presence of his rogues gallery. I would like either Black Manta or Ocean Master. And Ocean Master, he's he's confirmed to be the main villain, or one of the main villains, Aquaman movie. But Black Manta, he's like his all-time arch nemesis, and I love Black Manta. Those are my pick. I would like to see someone who's like more, not like obscure, I think. Someone who you wouldn't really expect, because I feel like you expect Harley. You expect Ivy. Uh, Black Canary is a good call. Robin, I feel like, is is also an expectation. I mean, that's... Um, from what I read, uh, the, the developers, they're intentionally going for more obscure characters because they covered, like, most of the big people in the first game. So I gotta totally understand that line of reasoning. But I have no idea who I would add to this because my two girls that I would have picked regardless are both on here. I love everything Ivy. I'm obsessed with Harley. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they're on there already, like, I feel great, but, um... I know Catwoman was in the first first game. I'm trying to think of other... I was just gonna say I would really hate to see Catwoman in this one. Hmm. Because you already have... Because I, th- I feel like when you think of, like, those trios of female villains, you think Harley, Poison Ivy, Catwoman. Uh... Huntress? I mean, I mean, that's another that's another uh, Batman or Bat family character, but she's pretty badass. I'm not saying they even have to be badass. I'm just saying I would like to think uh, I would like somebody you wouldn't expect. Mm. I don't necessarily have to be like these these terribly badass people. You can make them badass by playing with them, but. I would like to definitely see someone that you haven't seen in a while or you wouldn't you wouldn't expect in the slightest. Yeah. I need to look I'm gonna look up the roster of the first injustice just in case there isn't overlap. Apparently there there is a villain called the Mad Monk. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um he's appeared in I, I actually I'm not I don't remember if he's a main Batman villain, but I know he's definitely showed up as a bat in Batman stories. He actually seems kind of cool. Okay. I'd be okay with that. Okay, okay. King Snake? <laughs> what is this? Okay. That, I don't know about him, but I would like to see the Mad Monk. Someone like, see, that's weird. Like, I don't know who that is. I had to look him up. But I think that, yeah. I feel like I'm I feel like I'm edging more on the obscure end of things rather than your traditional here's who's showed up mm-hmm. type thing. Okay. Let's see. Um, Even though that would never fly. That's <laughs> I mean this is I mean this is all speculation and that's that's fun. It, yeah, speculation is fun, but you know, playable characters we've Oh, this is 
Why not? Captain Boomerang. Australian that shoots boomerangs at people. Uh, I I know, okay, like... did you... No. No? No No. Captain no. Boomerang? No. No, because no, the last Captain Boomerang I have stuck in my head is the one from Suicide Squad. Oh, uh, okay. I'm sorry. And I like him. Oh, you're like... <laughs> oh, yeah, good. Stan's not here. Stan, you're wrong. Stan's Suicide always wrong? Is it, he's always wrong? When it comes to Suicide Squad, yes. Aha! Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, see, the first Injustice has some really great people on this. They have Raven and Killer Frost. Yeah, they got uh, they got some like big, really big hitters. Oh, see, I think of Raven, and all I think about is Teen Titans. Oh, everyone does. It's so good. Oh, we could have we could have what's her name? Starfire is that's her name, right? Yeah, Starfire or uh oh, I can't actually remember her alien what was her name. name? Terra. Te- uh wow my my nerd cred is just going down the drain right now um, yeah no tara was definitely someone else oh coriander that's her name i said are you thinking of tara um uh, no girl- i'm thinking of tara i think yeah the girl who manipulates earth and like yeah, who earth oh, bands yes. and is a total badass and i love her she's awesome okay so let's so you know what if they have raven and and cyborg in the first one then i would like to see the other half of that which would be, for me, it would be Starfire and Terra. I want those two characters, too. Okay, that there sounds, you go. That's, okay, that's, okay. I'd be okay with that. I'd Excellent. Be okay with that. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, Terra's awesome. I like, uh, Actually, uh, I'm, I'm really salty because I, th- I don't remember where I read it. Oh, you know what? It was, I think it was like a, a blog post explaining why t- or cable channels like kill off their own TV show. So how... Cartoon Network killed off the original Teen Titans or the Green Lantern TV show, which was really good, and Young Justice. For the next season of Teen Titans, it would, if it still lived, it would have been all about Tara after she reappeared again and like lost her memory. And the show is supposed to be about uncovering the mystery about that. And I'm like, oh no, Tara, I want that show so much. So. I would watch that. I know, I know. When we were younger, uh, Tara got a lot of a lot of shit. But I mean, uh, like a lot the... of shit. People were so annoyed by her; they hated her. And I was like, but I kind of have a soft spot for her. I I love Tara, even despite all that. Like the her relationship with Beast Boy was so heart wrenching, and. I mean, they're also being faithful to the original source material as well, so... Alright, so that's who I would like to see. Yeah! You know what? Terra! Terra's the best pick! That is awesome! Yeah, I would do Terra and Starfire, but my my goal is more Terra than anything else, but yeah, that's who I would pick. Excellent! Cool! Alright, and you had some stuff to add about the PS4. Yes! So, um, this is really, really great news. For the longest while, the PS4 didn't have this functionality, which is really stupid. But better late than never. Right now, the PS4, it's going through a beta testing of its software update for uh, firmware 4.5. And the biggest, biggest news out of this is that you can now use external hard drive support, which is great because I have the constant problem of deleting, like, digital uh, digital games or saves off of my PS4 to make room for new ones because spe- uh, so, some games even with a disc they have load spaces of or in- load installs like that number like 50 or 60 gigs and I only have uh, I think it's like a 300 gig or 500 gig I don't remember it's not enough gigs so external hard drive support 
will be really awesome. So you could you could save and load and boot up all your saves and all your installs from the hard drive. So that is just amazing. And it's compatible uh, to hard drives up to eight terabytes. So storage space will never be a problem again. So I really enjoy that. I feel that. like that's something so basic that should have been. Exactly. And exactly. I think Xbox has been doing it for a while. And I know people have been like actually removing their hard drives and like installing it with other ones. But now it's a, it's just a matter of getting external hard drive, preferably ones where that don't require like a separate power source. And you just plug it into the USB drive and you're all set. So yeah, that's really exciting. Um, some other things that this firmware is um that will include you can use custom wallpapers you can also use uh 3d blu-ray movies on the psvr this firmware is in beta mode so if you haven't signed up for the beta it might be some time until you're actually able to use it but it's great news so good job sony you're awesome woohoo congrats on catching up to the rest of the world <laughs> <laughs> That's me shit talking Sony. I'm sorry. That, that's fine. That's fine. Sony. Sony still has a lot of fuck ups. So we Ooh. we have to call. They have to. We have to call them up. All right. So you brought up uh, in your news hunt. We have a whole bunch of new photos for some TV shows and movies. You want to talk about that? For a bunch of stuff. A bunch we of stuff. We have new photos for Iron Fist. We have new photos for Guardians of the Galaxy Two. We have new. We have a new action shot poster for the new Power Rangers movie, which I'm still not sure how I feel on that. Yeah, but it's coming out really soon, like like second weekend of March, I think. I I'm not I'm not particularly ready for it, to be really honest. I I have a lot of misgivings or like concerns about it. I just I don't I don't know. I don't know. I just maybe maybe I'm just too attached to like the old school shows, but we'll we'll see what happens. But All right. uh, let's start with Iron Fist. Um, so we got some really cool images. Um, do you wanna you wanna? Well, Cover the first what, one that what, I'm looking at is we see Iron Fist and Hogarth. Yeah. This just keeps popping up in every single series you see. And I am very excited. I have a really huge, like, soft spot for her. Not in, like, a good way. Not like I, like, feel all, like, mushy inside for her. But I really like seeing her in this. Yeah. Carrie Ann Moss, she she plays her, like, expert badass. And now, now that... She's appearing in Iron Fist. I wonder if Jessica Jones will show up. Uh, that would be really awesome. Well, we've got Claire Temple showing up again. Hell yeah! I love I love Rosario Dawson. She's awesome. But I would have to I would have to say that I, some of somebody has to show up from the from the Defenders because they make the Defenders together. So someone has to pop in to make that whole thing crossover. I then I feel like the most likely person is Luke Cage, because Luke Cage and Iron Fist become like best friends. Well, and... that won't be possible, I don't think. It depends on where Iron Fist picks up. Because oh, this is true. Luke Cage yeah. ends, Luke Cage isn't going anywhere at this point. He's going, he's in prison. He's going back to prison at this point. Yeah, man. So I'm kind of hoping that it'll be Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because the lawyer thing has already been covered, so it can't be Matt Murdock. So I'm kind of hoping it's Jessica. Although we know that Jessica Jones isn't exactly team player-esque, so I'm wondering how all of that is going to come together. But I'm still, like, really, really excited. 
I don't know, maybe, maybe, uh, what's her name? Colleen Wing, like, hires Jessica Jones as a PI. Because, uh, like, with Colleen, uh, Colleen's backstory, she's a Japanese martial artist, and she wants to avenge her father's death. So maybe, maybe she, like, tries to contact Jessica Jones as a PI, and that somehow falls through, and then she teams up with Rand. So that, that's something that could happen, but... Uh, yeah, actually, Colleen, Colleen Wing actually shows up one of the photos in her dojo yeah she's one of the iron fist photos i believe exactly there's the third photo i have no idea what that's supposed to be it's like that's definitely in hogarth's office okay unless we know sigourney weaver is going to be the villain for defenders defenders so unless that makes that connect or this is someone in hogarth's office it has to be one of the two i really can't wait to see how Iron Fist is going to play into that whole universe because we've seen throughout Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, we've seen the mentions of the others so that you know that they're all sort of existing around the same time. So I want to see how Iron Fist does that, does those little nods before they bring them together for Defenders. And I really can't wait to see how that all happens. I felt like they did a little bit of that with Daredevil season two, but at the same time, like, I, because I thought that there were. This season two, the the hand kidnapped one person, and they were extracting his blood. And I thought I was like, "Oh, is this Iron Fist?" But then I found out it was wrong. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm not really familiar with Iron Fist, so I don't know if there was like some secret Easter egg in like season two. But we'll see what happens. And uh, I'm I'm just really excited. I'm really excited for this. I'm really excited to see more crossovers. Uh, and then, and and then. The big, the big setup reveal for, for defenders. I mean, as far as we know, the hand is going to be a very big player. Gorney Weaver and holy shit, so Gorney Weaver, like, like nerd icon empress, <laughs> just, Ner- just, just, yes, yeah, just her being the villain. Oh my god, that's so cool. I, I'm really excited. Every time I see her, I just think of Ripley. Uh, so I'm so, okay with it, regardless. Yes, indeed, indeed. All right. Uh, how, how about Guardian Guardian of the Galaxy 2 photos? Guardian, well, I've seen a couple of different, whether they're, they're stills or set photos, there's quite a bit to look at. Some of these stills you saw in the teaser, you saw in the second trailer, so those aren't really all that, uh, you know, like, surprising or anything like that. The one thing, I, I did know this but you don't really get to see her that much in the trailer, is that uh, uh, Nebula's coming back for this one. And apparently Karen Gillan only went half bald for this, not full bald. She, like, shaved half of her head for, for re- like, reprising Nebula. And then there's uh, another villain that I'm looking at here. Oh, the, the, ra- the Ravenger? The ra- yeah. The photos were officially released on U.S. USA Today as a as exclusive. Yeah. So one of these photos, it says the new Ravagers villain Taserface, uh, parentheses Chris Sullivan of This Is Us, made his public debut. I I I, I didn't watch that show either, and I apparently missed this at Comic Con. Um. So this is this guy is completely new to me, but this guy looks like an ugly space barbarian, and I, I'm totally with it. So he looks yeah. Nasty. Like I don't want to go anywhere near this guy's face. So, uh, I I have no idea who this guy is. I'm looking him up just so I can see his face. Taser face. Okay. 
hmm, I don't know who this guy is either. Not that I'm going to go start watching, you know, This Is Us now. Like, that's that's not going to happen. It's all good. Um, I'm looking up uh, bios for Taserface. There's really not much uh, information about him. Like, in the comics, he's also known as Overkill. And he's a member of the Stark. It's like this race that evolved thanks to Tony Stark's technology. So, oh, thanks, Tony. So Iron Man is just screwing things up again. I was going to uh, say, there he goes again, screwing shit up. Yeah. But I'm not sure if they'll go with that route. Or maybe they will. Maybe that's how the Avengers and the Guardians meet. Just like Star-Lord knocks on Stark's door. It's like, hey, you stop, stop doing shit. <laughs> okay, so there's not a lot of information about Taserface. Um, just he's uh, like a nasty guy in space. And uh, he's, a, he's an advanced scout. He's also a conqueror. So... Uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what uh, James Gunn has in store for him. Uh, there's also another one. Her, na- her name is Elizabeth Debicki, and she plays Aisha. But I just looked that up. She also is called Kismet, Paragon, or Her. There are a couple of versions of her. Fantastic Four, Earth X, Guardians of the Galaxy... Ooh, she's been created through genetic engineering. She has the ability to tap, store, and manipulate cosmic energy for a variety of effects, including the projection of concussive force bolts and flight. Ooh. Whoa. Ooh, me likey. That's awesome. That reminds me a lot of like, uh, it's like a space version of uh, Havoc from X-Men. Yeah. She's like, yeah. She can recover from serious injuries by creating a cosmic energy cocoon from surrounding molecules in which she can rest and regenerate. She can reanimate dead tissue by projecting a portion of her cosmic life force into it. She is like a a space astral projection. This is so cool. She's weird. I kind of like her. That's awesome. And she seems like she would kind of fit in with that crew so she is someone i'm gonna keep my eye on i'd much rather see her in this movie than nebula to be really honest because we've seen nebula already and if the only thing she's gonna do is go after gamora then i love you karen gillen but no thank you like i'd rather see something else and it looks like Taserface and kismet are gonna give us exactly that i just looked up elizabeth debecky uh she's an australian ex or australian actress she appeared in The Great Gatsby. She starred in the Sydney Theatre Company production of The Maids with Kate Blanchett. She's also starred in um, The Man from Uncle, Everest. All things I haven't seen. So she's a she's really big uh, as a theater actress, and and she's done a few movies too. So this is really awesome. So. And I think it's really awesome that she's playing someone so weird. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for this. Excellent. Okay, uh, I think with that, we're finished with the news. So yeah. that's awesome. There was a lot of stuff. All right, so do you want to break it up a bit before we go into the heavy meat of our topics? Uh, talk about our comic book pools for... Sure, let's do okay. that. Uh, do you want to start? I can start. Um, no, I mean, I'll, I'll start. I don't mind that. Um, I have already pre-ordered this, and I got really excited when I saw this. There is a Kingpin 
comic happening. Um, and I think it's being released this Tuesday. Kingpin number one, I have already pre-ordered the three that they have so far. And I am really excited. Only because I know, I know that while I'm reading it, I'm just gonna have Vincent D'Onofrio in the back of my brain because I think he, he really aced it and he did such a good job. But I'm actually really excited to see... Or to not even see it, but to read it and see where it goes. Um, I think it's cool that they're going to have a Kingpin standalone. I don't know if that's ever been done before, though, or if this was the first one. Uh, you know what? Let me... If this is the first Kingpin that we've ever that we've ever had. I feel like it might be the first ongoing, but uh, don't quote me on that. Let's see. I think this might be the first. I think that that's why it was such a big deal. Yeah, I'm, from what I'm seeing, uh, I think this is uh, a brand new ongoing for, for Kingpin. That's, that's yeah. awesome. That's great. Then I'm really excited. Um, so yeah, I've already pre-ordered all of it. And I'm, as soon as the first one drops, I will absolutely be reading it. So I'm really excited. And I can't wait to tell you guys how this goes. Because I don't know if you or Stan or Andy knew about it or planned on reading it but i definitely plan on reading it i've been like out of it ever like for like the last three weeks but so this is the first time i've heard of this i think the premise sounds pretty cool they're teasing it as like uh, kingpin is back uh like new york city and he's trying to build a legitimate empire exactly he's building this whole brand new empire yeah and he's trying to restore his public image and i think that's a really cool thing uh, a really cool spin. I'm not really familiar with the creative team, but, but I'm open to it. That's awesome. And the cover art so far looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You got some Bullseye, some Daredevil, Electra going on in there. Yeah, but I'm I'm looking more at like the second one. I feel like that is very... Oh, which one? Which one was that? I'm looking at the cover for issue number two for Kingpin already. Oh, okay. Three. Where I'm, where I'm looking, and I like, I like the second one. He's standing in a white suit, handing a very small child a red balloon with one hand, and behind him is someone who's either dead or unconscious from being beaten to a pulp. What? I like that. Sounds awesome. Yeah, these covers are really. I feel like it, it just fit. It just fits so well. The third one I'm looking at, Kingpin is shaking hands with Matt Murdock, but their shadows show. Fisk strangling him. What? Yeah. That sounds awesome. So I feel like all of this is just, it's going to be great. It's going to be big, just like him. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm excited. Oh, man. Wow. Okay, so there's a variant by uh, Bill Sienkiewicz, and he's like a legendary artist. Uh, the variant goes for $65. Oh, my goodness. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, is there any other comics or that uh, you're looking forward to or just Kingpin? No, really just Kingpin right now because uh, a lot of the comics that I've been reading are all, with the exception of Jessica Jones, are all like like horror or anything like that related. So I'm really excited to sort of go back to 
reading like Marvel and DC comics. So I'm really, really excited for this. Excellent. For my pulls this week, so I need to do some catching up, but I know Stan was insanely excited about Motor Crush. It's a really good book uh, by Image Comics. It's all about motorcycle races and street racing and drugs. And it's just like this over the top future where like motorcycle racing is like the, the big hot thing in the world. It's a great book. So number three is coming out this week. So I need to catch up on two, uh, then finish three. And uh, I also, I really, really want to get to talk to Stan about his thoughts on Moto Crush. Because I know that's something we, we talked about during the leg of tw- 2016 S&P episodes. But we never got around to talking about it. So I really, w- would, I w- I really want to hear his thoughts about it. Also... All-Star Batman number seven. I need to catch up on that, but Batman's still on his road trip from hell trying to escort Harvey Two-Face across the country. And this time, a brand new reimagining of Poison Ivy's entering the stage. So that's really exciting. JLA Rebirth number one. Uh, So this is spinning uh, spinning off from the Suicide Squad run that just finished. And basically, Batman's being super paranoid and doing, like, radical things. So he's built, he's building a brand new Justice League. In this brand new Justice League lineup, uh, it's Batman, Black Canary, Killer Frost, The Ray, Vixen, Adam, and Lobo. So in, on this team, he's got, he's got some, like, anti-heroes and villains on his team. Which is really cool. I really like that. And this is not this is not actually the first time that Batman's been doing like weird cr- recruitment choices. Um, in Detective Comics, he's building a new. He's basically he's basically bu- building a Batman boot camp with uh, Batwoman and one of the one of the I guess rec- recruits in this Bat School is. Uh, Clayface, which was a really, really strange choice. Cool. Last but not least, I love like the super weird crossovers that comics does. So you had like Batman and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, or like Archie and Predator. <laughs> so this one, uh, the Power Rangers are teaming up with the Justice League. Uh, the Power Rangers like ended up in the DC universe. So I'm guessing they're fighting like Dark Side or something. So with the only what? way possible with mechs. Yeah, so uh, it's called Justice League Power Rangers. They're into issue 2. So right now like I I this was completely off of my radar, but in the description it says that the Power Rangers are lost in another dimension. They're fighting for the survival. I'm not quite sure yet they're fighting against the justice league right now or they're fighting some bigger existential threat like dark side or someone but but they're gonna summon mechs and that'll be awesome and i just want like batman to summon his own mech and then the two fuse together and then they they, they beat the crap out of like dark side that's that's like my final climax that i want all right yeah other than that that's it for the pools okay uh, so Ryan, you saw some pretty cool TV shows. Okay, I wouldn't say, I would say one of them's cool, the other one I don't know how I feel about yet, but I'm still gonna watch it. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so this show called Powerless came out this past week. Mm-hmm. As an NBC, right? It's NBC, and it's basically 
Bruce Wayne's cousin has a security company where they are trying to develop things that help protect you from the quote-unquote natural disasters of living in a place where there's a superhero and villains and stuff like that. They so, sell superhero insurance. Yeah. Uh, well, essentially, yes. They sell products like they have anti-Joker venom. What? <laughs> or like an, an anti like a like an anti-Joker like antidote. And the only thing that they did was change the color where all of that started. They just changed the color of the serum. It went from one shade of purple to a slightly darker shade of, of purple. And there uh when you first start watching it. They are mooching off of LexCorp uh, and all their inventions, and they're trying to break their things down and see how it works so that they can create a cheap knockoff. And it has Vanessa Hudgens in it, which I was a little like, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. But there's also Alan... Alan, Alan Tudyk? Yes. Alan yeah! Tudyk. He K2SO! Plays- he plays Van Wayne, a.k.a. Bruce's cousin. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Wash is Bruce Wayne's cousin. That's uh-huh. amazing. That's yeah. so good. Okay. Yeah. Danny Puddy is in it. So I'm, I actually really like him. I hate Community. Um, mm. Tom keeps trying to get me to watch it. It's not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> but I like I like his character in this. He plays Teddy. I think it has the potential to be a, a decently like funny show. So it ends with... Vanessa Hudgens comes up with a really cool concept for uh, Jack-O-Lantern, who is the villain who's running around the their, who's the villain of Charm City, which is where this is taking place. And Crimson so, Fox. so Baltimore, it takes it takes place in Baltimore. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you have Crimson Fox as their as their local superhero, and Jack-O-Lantern as their basic villain. So instead of Batman and Joker in Gotham City, you have Crimson Fox and Jack-O-Lantern in Charm City. And it ends with they develop something that's kind of like an Apple Watch, only they call it a Jack Alert. And it uses scent uh, to warn you that Jack-O-Lantern's coming so you can get yourself to safety. They bring it to Van Wayne and he brings it to Bruce. And Bruce, in turn, does not shut down his his cousin's company. Oh, uh, so Bruce actually shows up? Like no, who's play? No, 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 no. You no. don't see him. He just goes to a meeting and comes back and he's like, bad news, like we're not getting shut down. He uh he he wants to be right next to Bruce and in Gotham City and doesn't want to be in charge of this failing enterprise anymore. Like that's his goal. So the better he looks, the more chance he has of that. Now, the way the first episode ends, which I think is really funny, is it's a new story about Batman apprehending the Joker using a Joker alert bit, which is basically the Jack alert, only it's all in black and what, and all of this, you know, <laughs> it, it was, it was actually pretty funny. And Vanessa Hudgens is like, I can't believe Batman did it that fast. Maybe we'll work for Batman one day or something like that. And it's basically uh, this whole, yeah. So that's it ended, funny. That's so it, funny. It ended on a, on a cute and decent note. So I was like, okay, this I will, I will keep watching. Uh, so did you enjoy it? Because it was weird. Because I saw, like, is, I I I missed it the. Po- is I'm, really weird. It's really weird. Okay, because I missed the pilot, but then, uh, on my feed, I saw weird headlines like "powerless 
this is what you should not do in making a superhero TV show or something along those lines. I was, oh, it's, I was really depressed about that because I, I, powerless sounds like a really funny, it really is. quirky it's, concept. It's okay. So take powerless as the really weird, quirky cousin that you only see on holidays. Like everybody has one of those people, and they're like they're like it's it's bizarre. And I know people are gonna listen to that and be like, "Well, I don't want to watch that." Well, yeah, you kind of do. It's once a week, and it's just I think I think this has a lot of potential. It I'm not gonna deny it. It's it's weird, but I think that has to do with the people that make up the cast. I think the cast itself is pretty great, like Alan Tudyk, Denny Putty, and or uh, and and the fact that. You just have like weird moments of like, oh, I'm Bruce Wayne's cousin. I'm gonna I'm gonna be at a board meeting with him, and like that exactly. sounds so awesome. Alan so- Tudyk is definitely gonna, I think, gonna carry it for the first couple of episodes, and then I really think that they're gonna find their own. I I don't want to see this go anywhere yet. And it's only the first episode. It was so. only the first episode, so let's cut it some slack. I'm still gonna give it my three episode rule before I write it off, but it follows this staff of an insurance company. That protects against the the superhero happenings that happen. But it's not under Bruce. It's under his cousin. Like, it's going to be weird. Just accept it, embrace it, and watch the damn episode. Now, the other thing that I watched is, I don't know if you guys know about this, but the CW has this weird little gritty reboot called Riverdale. I feel like out of all of us, Stan is the most likely to, like, also have watched it as well. Um, but... I I just heard I just been hearing like really interesting things about Riverdale, so uh, I'll I'll defer it to you. I have to say I was kind of annoyed. You were really yes, because Jughead doesn't show up till the end of the first episode. Oh, so they tried to pull it off as like a surprise reveal, like oh look Jughead. No, I don't even think they tried to. Do- I have no idea what they tried to do with that, but from what I remember about the comics, Jughead and Archie were best friends. And Separable did everything together. Well, they're not that close at the beginning of this. They're sort of awkward and they're not close anymore because of something that happened over the summer. And they have all these like weird cliche high school things like, oh, look, boy next door, Archie got hot over the summer. You should do X, Y, Z and blah, blah, blah. And it, I don't know. I don't know if... if Archie was necessary in the universe of gritty reboots. I don't know if that's the way they should have done it. I think was it the new Archie rebooted comics like darker or like grittier too or uh... But was it like this? I don't know. Like I like in my wheelhouse, I feel like Stan would be better at this, but like I I don't know. I mean, I know what the I know what the end of the like during the credits it shows the original archie face and then the rebooted archie face now i remember like archie and jughead from like before the reboot so maybe this is what this is going after maybe the the riverdale is going for the new archie reboot look in which case then yes maybe i should read up on it a little bit first but Coming off of not having read the rebooted comics as a standalone for uh, for this, I, I don't, I don't know. It's put it this way: 
I watched the first episode and then watched the second one. I love Jughead. It's played by Cole Sprouse. I love him. He is a little sassy and snarky and removed from all of it. He is writing. He's he's approaching this as like a writer. Um, so he's writing everything down that's happening to them uh, as a novel. And it's all sort of surrounding a murder that's now happened in the town. Now, we, we know me and I, I do love murder and shows about murder. So I think that will just keep me hooked in for a little bit longer. I will give it at least two more episodes before deciding what to do with it. But I'm, I'm following it for right now for the suspense of murder aspect and because of Jughead. I like the sass. I love the sarcasm. Um, and I think if anything needed a gritty reboot, maybe Jughead did. Instead of being the wild, goofy BFF, he is sort of the removed, snarky BFF. Yeah, so, well, I think it, and also in line with the comics, like, people was like, oh, you know what, I think, I mean, Archie's been around since the 50s, so it needs oh, a facelift. Yeah. With... The CW being the CW, they're like, hey, gritty reboot, let's try let's it out. Let's do it. Yeah, I mean, again, it could it could pull itself out and end up being something really cool. But for right now, I'm putting my myself behind Jughead. I like Jughead in this. I like the way he is. Um, that could change. Depends on where this goes. But yeah, I'll watch it again. Uh, the whole Betty and Veronica thing... It started out a little rocky, but again, I think this is also because I'm remembering it from the way it used to be, not the way it is now. There is a rumor that Sabrina the Teenage Witch is also going to make an appearance in Riverdale. Oh, wow. Yeah, actually, the, the rebooted Sabrina comics are like really dark and really, really good, actually. All right. Anyway, I'm sorry about that. So that, no, no, no. So that, that's going to happen, I think, sooner rather than, than later. I think they're going to try and find a medium where she can exist as a witch and where they can acknowledge it without bringing an entire supernatural element into the show. Which, if they can pull that off and they can pull that off well, I will keep watching. I was obsessed with Sabrina the Teenage Witch when I was a kid. So to bring this now gritty new archiness to it, and now they have Sabrina coming into it, it might actually, uh, might do some good. So we'll see. I'm going to keep an eye on it, and we'll see what happens with that. CW needs more slots in their TV show. I mean, you got Black Lightning, and then you got you got Riverdale, then maybe Sabrina will have his own spinoff show, and who knows what other superhero stuff they'll bring but cw's killing it on tv yeah cw seems to be doing something right so maybe i'm being too critical of riverdale or maybe i'm right on track with that i don't know but i will keep watching it for right now. okay for yeah right three now. episode thing thing my bob i i have a three episode you know if if you can't hook me in by the third episode i'm not gonna watch you okay Cool, cool, cool. So they have one more episode, and Powerless is two, as far as I'm concerned. But I think Powerless, Powerless is funny and weird, and I'm excited. I'll catch it. I'm sure it's on their. You can stream it on the website, so I'll catch up to that, and uh, I'll give you my feedback on what I think about it because it looks really interesting. I I know it's on my queue, so I'll I'll catch up and we'll we'll talk about it. Uh, any last thoughts about those shows? Uh, I really can't wait to see where Powerless goes. 
uh, as per Riverdale, I think before I can say anything else, I'm going to have to track down those Archie rebooted comics and read those to, and then maybe watch Riverdale again under that new lens. Because again, I was coming off of it remembering really old, like 50s, 50s Archie. There definitely is this sort of weird retro vibe about Riverdale while remaining modern. They mention Twitter. They all have cell phones. They, you know, it's, they're obviously not, it's, this obviously isn't taking place in the 50s. But they do have that weird combination that is somehow managing to exist really well. Mm. So I'll watch it. <laughs> Excellent. Well, looking forward to your updates on that. Yes, I'm very excited. <laughs> So for my topic this week, today, it's the Super Bowl. So it's the Patriots versus the Falcons. And for for me, like, I, uh, like I'm like i not really the craziest fan of football. I mean, like, um, I don't even have TV set up here. So I actually, actually, I'm sure you could probably live stream the Super Bowl now I think about it. But, I mean, the best part of the Super Bowl hands down, is the commercials and the teasers and the trailers. Now, what I found really surprising is that several studios, they already released their Super Bowl teasers and trailers like like a day early or two days early. And I figured the reason why they did this is because I guess they already anticipated there are people who are really anxious or really or, or are going to hunt down the chairs anyway. So they released it to the public already, and then for people who are may not are are not as fanatic or fanatical or anxious to watch new trailers, they could wait until the Super Bowl. So we have a handful of trailers that are already out. For ones that are already out, we have a brand new Ghost in the Shell teaser and full trailer. The more trailers I watch about Ghost in the Shell, the more that I begrudgingly like get more super hyped about it like the really? visuals yeah the visuals are amazing and there's scenes that are straight out or homage from the anime whether if that's the movie or like the many tv series like standalone complex i'm actually pretty excited about this movie and i th- i really thought i with all despite all the controversy around it like i thought it wouldn't be but i'm very very curious and my interest is very peaked and just see more action shots just like just could becoming like just like the anime and the manga that just coming to life before my eyes in like 36 frames per second like it's really <laughs> exciting and i really really feel that uh, ghost of the shell could be the one that could break the curse on like hollywood just straight up failing at making anime adaptation movies like for, for the last like 15 years that comes out the, at the end of this month theaters. So I'm really excited. And I'm really, I really like this tease, this teaser that the Super Bowl event is going to play. Another movie that I did not know was happening at all until I looked up stuff about Super Bowl trailers. Uh, it's a movie, it's a, sci- it's a sci-fi thriller called Life. Uh, it stars uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Ryan Reynolds, oh, Rebecca, yeah. yeah, Rebecca Ferguson, uh, Hiroyuki Sanada. If if I remember correctly, he played uh, Base Malbus from Rogue One and Arion Bakare. So it's this. It has a very very alien type of feel to it. So crew of astronauts are trapped aboard 
well, they're chilling aboard the International Space Station, and I guess they pick up the first signs of life from like Mars or some other place, or maybe it it was like a piece of like bacteria stuck onto like equipment they were trying to repair, but things go horribly wrong, and now the the crew is trapped on the space station with this deadly alien, and um it looks really good and i love anything that's like alien-esque or having to do with like being trapped in space and it's supposed to come out also this month or not uh supposed to come out in march uh i believe i believe ghost in the shell comes out the 21st of march this movie life comes out the 24th of march so I'm really excited about this movie. I had no idea about it before. Uh, did you see the trailer for this or heard about I it did. before? I did. I actually do want to see this. Uh, I am. I am excited. Um, but there is one thing you forgot about Super Bowl Sunday that everybody else should be watching besides the commercials. Which is? The Puppy Bowl. The Puppy Bowl! <laughs> yes! I've go- How could I forget? You're so right. And all those, well, the only reason why I mention it is because every single one of those dogs that you see in the puppy bowl are all up for adoption. Oh, they are? Yeah. That's, I, I did not know that. That's, that's, well, that's fantastic. So, yeah, no, I, I, yeah. But besides all that, yes, I, uh, I am, I am excited for that because it, anytime I see Jake Gyllenhaal in a movie like that, I'm like, yes, Nightcrawler, yes. Like, I was, I was done, hands down. So, I'll, I do want to see that. Uh, Ghost in the Shell, not so much. Mm. Every trailer, I, get, I, that's fine, every that's trailer fine. I see, I have the opposite reaction you do. I just keep getting sadder and sadder. Okay. <laughs> that's, uh, that's okay. Now now our opinions are balanced out. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, random tangent. Speaking of Jake, did you hear news about like a Donnie Darko sequel that they're trying to do? Oh, oh. I uh, are you excited? Yeah. Okay. okay. Only because uh, Richard Kelly is doing it, and it's not any of that S. Darko bullshit. Okay. So yes, I was excited. Because I remember reading news about it. I don't know if there's a trailer released, or it was just like, oh, hey, we're doing Darty Darko 2. No, it was just a conversation. Richard Kelly was the one that brought it up, and he is going to be the one directing it. Uh, he will be involved with it, which makes my heart very, very, very happy. Um, there is also going to be a release and it's already been released in the uk it's not here yet it won't be here until april but they are releasing a 4k box set of donnie darko on (gasps) blu-ray with like hours of b-roll and documentaries and uh, a whole thing on richard kelly's uh drawings and writing and all that stuff does Um, it include a bunny costume it should it sh- it does it actually? Uh, it, it includes Frank and a lot of the other stuff that uh, you you see in the in the in the movie. There's some things that he did that didn't make it into the movie. I don't actually. Wait a minute. I have the entire script to Donnie Darko in a book that, ha- and at the back they have all of Richard Kelly's drawings. Some of them he did all all of them he did for the movie, but not all of them made it into the movie. There is one. Um, on Donnie's calendar that he puts up over whatever the image is for the month. And that was done by Richard Kelly. Um, so in April, we're going to find out about this 4K box set that I, if I could pre-order it, oh God, I would. 
I don't know how much money it's going to be, and I, I don't care because I want it. So, yes. And we're getting a 20-year gap Donnie Darko sequel. Wow, that so, sounds so good. I'm excited. I'm only really excited because I got excited when I saw S. Darko, but then when I saw that Richard Kelly didn't direct it, I was really suspicious, and I was like, how good could this possibly be? And it wasn't. Uh, so I am really excited that Richard Kelly decided to go back to this universe. He said that there are so many things that he hasn't finished with it. Like, it's not done. So I'm excited. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Tangent over. Um, another trailer that that was already teased that's also going to be playing during the Super Bowl is a Nintendo Switch controller, or Nintendo Switch trailer. They introduced new footage for some new games like Arms, which is the that really crazy awesome fighting game that's going to come out later. They also showed video game footage for uh, the new Mario Kart, Splatoon Two. Uh, they showed footage of you uh, of people using the the of people using the pro controller while on the go. One of the biggest surprises was they're porting Street Fighter, like the uh, like I think it's like the the Super Nintendo version of Street Fighter or Street Fighter Two to the Switch, which is really awesome. Oh, you would love this. They they have like this um I guess like this party game where you could use the controllers to have Harry Potter Wizard Lightning battles. Because I know you were having like a Harry Potter binge during this weekend. And oh, I was it's still like, oh. happening. I'm not done. I'm still halfway through Goblet of Fire right now. But it's it's so funny. Like they're using the controllers and they're like, I think it's based on like how it's like a tug of war thing. And on the actual screen, you have like the two wizard lightnings and they're clashing back and forth like in the movies. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Ryan would love this. So, I uh, do. When you yes. have, so when you have a chance, watch the trailer. Okay. It's really cool. But yeah. So Nintendo Switch, uh, they have a new trailer. The only thing I'm salty about is like in the top right corner, they show you like, get a Switch now. And it, it ports you to their website. But it's useless because all the pre-orders have been sold out for like weeks. So I know. We Nintendo, why are you doing this? So mad. <laughs> Actually, I was super mad. I think it was like la- the beginning of last week, where Amazon Prime or Amazon uh, they opened up new pre-orders for the U.S. Literally in like two minutes, they're all sold out again. So bastards, those fiends. But it's okay. Um. I was really excited or really anticipating trying to get it at launch, but that's not going to happen. But there's plenty of other video games that are coming out in like February and March that will preoccupy me. So I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I've sort of been resigned to the fact that I think I'm going to have to just wait and I'll probably get it for Christmas because I think that that's the next time we're going to be able to, to order it. I don't think so. I think I know I was talking to some GameStop employees, um, I mean, if you if you go to a GameStop that might be smaller, they might, um, they might still have extra stock. Uh, I know you can sign up to uh, email no- notification list for like Amazon or with GameStop. If they have extra stock, they can call you if if you're on the wait list. So, uh, I don't. Th- I I feel like Nintendo knows how knows how popular it is. So I feel like they will restock it maybe in like the summer. So I don't I, think I don't I really hope so. Mm-hmm. I've I feel like that would be super weird if like 
December is the next time the Switch would be available. I feel then because I know Nintendo's pretty notorious at like at doing like, like not making enough copies of a game or a console. But I don't think they would fuck it up that much. So we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, the last the last teaser and trailer that that actually hasn't uh, aired yet, but I'm extremely excited about. That's like the one I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, Stranger Things season two. They're supposed to do a teaser during the Super Bowl. Yes. Now, yes. So now, um, they they did tease something earlier this week. They released a a, a photo from season two, and it's so adorable. It's the kids. So, uh, Mike, Lucas, and uh, and Duncan, they're dressed up as the Ghostbusters. I saw that. I it's like, oh my god, this is so cool. So it's uh, so the show or season two is supposed to take place at least a year after the events of season one. I don't know if like the entire season is supposed to take place around Halloween, but in this shot, you have the three kids dressed up as the Ghostbusters and they're in front of the school and it's super cool. But I now I have that there's only three of them. Yeah. So it was like what happened to what happened to, to Will? He died. Is he For real? He's dead. He's actually dead or is it he turned to a monster or maybe he's back in the under upside down. I don't know. I just like I, that was the first thing I was I was asking, where's Will? Yeah, but they do but obviously they did that on purpose. But I'm kind of hoping that Will dies. Because there was so much solidarity in that and in finding Will. Whether or not in the back of their minds they believed he was alive or dead, there was so much solidarity that you saw grow because of Eleven and because of losing Will and stuff like that. And there was all of that. Um, that I've kind of hoped that, that Barb ends up being the one that we get to see live on. And, and Will uh, is the one that, Barb that, still that, lives. I know. I don't care if, she, if they found her corpse and it had slugs. It's horrible. I don't care. I need Barb. I need more Barb. Because Sharon Purser did that perfectly. And I want to see more Barb. Barb was taking it from us too soon. Too soon! Too soon. But you know what? Uh, there was that, that bunch of articles that popped up that Barb wanted to play Squirrel Girl in a Marvel movie. And I say, because of Stranger Things and she was taking us too soon, that's like the only way things could be made right again. No. And I'm, and, no, 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 Barb, Barb I, season two, Barb yeah, season two. Okay, I'm still with Stan on this that I think Anna Kendrick should play Squirrel Girl. Oh, okay, okay. Also because I have a really huge soft spot for Squirrel Girl and Anna Squirrel Kendrick. Girl. So yes. Uh, okay, but yeah, okay. So our predictions for season two: Barb's gonna come back, and she's gonna come back with a vengeance and and destroy As, like, everyone. A monstrosity! I want like monster Barb to come back. Exactly. What if like Mo- Monster Will and Monster Barb team up? That'd be awesome. No, just no, Monster Barb. No, no, no. Because can, no. she was she she was taken advantage of, and and just used as as. You know what? Fuck you, Nancy. But that's not. The yeah, point. Nancy's a bad friend. <laughs> yeah, she is, and I think that that Barb was just taken advantage of, and that's why I want Barb to come back with a vengeance. Okay, so the sub subplot is Nancy is on the run from a Nancy monster. And <laughs> yes, yes, I like this. I like this a lot. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so another thing about Stranger Things, on their Twitter, they posted this mysterious image. So it's a, 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 f- a screen cap of a weather forecast from Houston, Texas. Right. 
there's like three different days, like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Some people are suggesting that this is disguising the release date uh, for February or not sorry, uh, for um for September eighth, twenty seventeen. I thought that the date was like November eleventh, because uh because uh on Sunday the low and high is negative eleven and uh, an eleven, and since eleven's one of the main characters, and I feel like. I feel like she's gonna come back in some way somehow. I thought that, that made sense yes. to me. So we don't know yet what this exactly means, but I feel like it it probably is a release date, or maybe it's pointing to something that won't be made clear to us until we actually watch season two. But season two's on the way, and there's this creepy weird teaser. That's just going to get the speculation going and the hype going. And we have the Super Bowl later today to look forward to because we're actually going to get like a teaser. I don't know if it's going to be like uh, like an actual, with the actual footage because I remember like the first teaser was just the classic iconic theme song and plus the, the letters saying like Stranger Things season two. But I actually want to see some footage here. Yeah, so do I. Absolutely. So do I. So Ryan, if there actually is going to be footage, what would you like to see? Okay, besides uh, Barb. Besides Barb. I don't know. I want to see Eleven. Maybe not necessarily with the boys, but I want to see Eleven. Uh, just eating some Eggos. I just want to see her in some capacity, uh, having grown a little bit as a character, because you can do a lot of that with a single image. So, or even a, like two seconds of footage. There's something that you can send out with that so i would really like to see 11 doing something whether she's killing somebody or being a friend to someone or maybe she's in the upside down for some strange reason i don't know but i would like to see 11 i would like to see winona get her shit together a little (laughs) and maybe someone dead that has stayed dead because we, I mean, I guess you could say that with, with, with Barb, but you can't really. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I w- yes, I would like uh, uh, there to be a true death that happens. Not necessarily connected to the Upside Down, but I'm not ruling that out. For me, I, I would love to see uh, Eleven in the trailer, but I feel like that's such a huge reveal. I, I, I don't think Netflix would show their hand that early. Especially if if that if that's gonna be like Eleven does show up and not not just as a, as a small cameo but an actual huge role. I would like to see more of like uh, like if I if I did actually see or if I did actually have like Eleven footage, like the image in my head would be a callback to the end of season one where it's Christmas time and. What's his name? Uh, Jim Hopper just dropped off the food from the Christmas party in the box, and then he goes away. And then maybe in the trailer, like it pans to to the like, box and to the box, and then like Eleven like picks it up and runs off into the forest again. I think it'd be really cool. I think I think if if they showed Eleven doing that though, that would be sort of almost expected. Um, so maybe it's somebody else or something else that he is aware of um but yeah uh that could be that could be an interesting little 
flash forward if we saw what happened with the box uh, in a some small sense. Yeah. And I, I think also I would like to see footage of like the new characters that they teased. So if I remember correctly... Unless they do all of this and then they pull a Guardians of the Galaxy 2 where they show you the whole trailer and they wait till the very end to show you Rocket and Baby Groot. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. So, like, if they do all of this and then they show you someone that everyone's like, well, where's so-and-so? Whether it's uh, Will or Eleven or somebody else and they wait till the very end to give you, like, the smallest snippet of something. That could be cool. That would definitely be cool. Let's see. Uh, one of the new characters, uh, actually, I when they, I, I don't know if it was leaked or they announced it, but I, I do recall Stranger Things, they released the title card, na- well, the names of the title cards for each episode. And one of them was called Mad Max. And Max is supposed to be a new character. She's like a, a, a tough and confident 13-year-old girl. And she also has a stepbrother named Billy. She's also a skateboarder, so that's how she gets around. Uh, so I know with Max and Billy, those are two new characters in season two that they announced. So, so I would like to see what exactly Max and Billy look like. That would be a, a nice touch to the trailer that I'll be looking forward to. Okay. Um, other than that, maybe just more camaraderie between the kids because the kids were part of my favorite part or were my favorite part of the movie. Um, and. Some shed some light on what's happening with Will because I don't know if he's dying, turned into a monster, trapped again, or just blinking in and out and upside down. Or really excited for the Super Bowl just because of that trailer. So, yeah, that's I'm not like stoked for football, I'm stoked for the things that they air during the Super Bowl that you get to see. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) okay. I think that's about it. Do you have any less? words on anything before we wrap up go falcons go falcons okay um <laughs> uh, i don't i i don't know anything about the teams who are playing so all go falcons have, as well exactly all you have to know is that you can't root for the patriots okay because oh, they're, i feel like we're gonna get in trouble for that because because they're evil and they're from the upside down or sure uh, sure okay <laughs> All right, Ryan, I know this is your first run at it, but do you want to try closing the episode? Uh, I believe in you, Ryan. (laughs) Okay, well, this is episode 98. Excellent. Uh, Woo! Thanks for listening, everybody. Right, right. Wait, wait, right. What's what's happening in the next two episodes, 99 and 100? I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Oh, we already we already teased it in the last episode, so you're t- you're totally okay. Oh, then. see, I'm behind. That that looks really good. That looks really good, guys. No, it's okay. okay. I can cut this out. Post production. <laughs> Post production cutting shit out. Okay. Um. Well, if you already teased it, then upcoming in the next two episodes, you guys may or may or may not already know that we're playing Dungeons and Dragons for our 100th episode, and I'm really excited about that. I know that the next episode, sort of, you get to listen in on our little not process really but how our characters and you can already start picking favorites if you want 
Don't pick mine, please. <laughs> no, no, no. Totally pick your favorite. Pick, pick her. <laughs> no, pick her. no, no. But yeah, you already get to you get to listen in on on some of the things that we sort of uh, tried to get a handle on. Some of us are, have a better handle on it than others. Chris, cough, cough. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> and you get to watch the rest of us sort of have have fun with this. I'm really excited about it. I've never played before. This is my first go around. So. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about this. Yeah. Yes. Woo. Excellent. So stay tuned. Stay tuned for all of that wonderfully nerdiness. And I really hope that we get to sort of stick with the campaign that we don't finish it right away. I would like that to turn into some sort of ongoing, uh, like side project baby thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would love that. I would like it too. Yes. So Chris. Yeah. Do you need do you need some help? With yeah, closing? maybe a little. <laughs> okay, okay. So, uh, Ryan, where can uh, all of our lovely viewers and audience and all of our podcast viewers. lovers find us on so- on, our, on our social media? Uh, uh, I need a list. We, we we have a Facebook group, right? <laughs> yes, we do have a Facebook group. It, it, and correct me if I'm wrong on this one. It's uh, facebookcom slash super slash group slash super nerd pals. Yeah. Yes. Stan would be so proud. I need a cheat uh, sheet. <laughs> we also have we an also, Instagram and a Tumblr. And so a all you Twitter. have to do is yeah, and a Twitter. Where where can you find us on Twitter? At Super Nerd Pals. Excellent. Yes, you can find as you can find us at Super Nerd Pals on everything. Just Google us. You'll uh, you'll find uh, all the links to our social media. We also have a uh, we also have a website www.supernerdpals.com. Uh, Ryan, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at the underscore red underscore horror. And I also have a Tumblr, but my Tumblr is <laughs> very nerd true crime-esque. Oh, plug it. <laughs> plug it anyway. Uh, it's uh, mask of the ginger nerd at uh, dot tumblr.com. Excellent. And mask is spelt M-A-S-Q-U-E. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Kyo Ninja for Hire. That's K-Y-O Ninja for Hire. You can find Stan on Twitter at Stan Doom. And you can find Andy on Twitter at Sweet Justice One. That's one as in O-N-E. So yes. Sweet Justice One. You, you can find our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast player of your choice. So like Overcast or... Uh, I'm drawing a blank while other ones so there are right now. Um, <laughs> Chris needs a nap. I do need a nap. Okay. Um, you can, uh, don't forget to like, rate, share, and subscribe. And if you like our show, give us a rating. Uh, that makes us more accessible on the iTunes charts and the iTunes algorithm. And we really enjoy hearing your feedback. We're always trying to make the show better. Uh, always try out new things. So your feedback really does matter. So send over those reviews. And try send over not those to five. judge me too harshly based on this episode, please. No, it's okay. <laughs> Ryan, you did, you did great. Oh, uh, yeah. Actually, you know what? Tweet tweet at us. Tweet at her uh, how oh, she yeah. did on, on the can, show. You can tweet at me all you want. I actually respond. Excellent. On, on Twitter. I'm, uh, I, I have it everywhere. So, yeah. And Tumblr as well. I'm very open to everything. Excellent. So basically, spam, spam her, you spam can, us. Yes, with, you with... can spam me. That's totally fine. <laughs> and I think Ryan, this is your first show. I think you did wonderful. 
I think you, and this is not your first rodeo. You, this is, uh, I think this is like the fourth or fifth time you've been on the show, but now you're official. I yeah, I think it's, I think it's been a couple more episodes than that, but yeah, I've done, yeah. Oh yeah, include yeah. You know what? I've been on uh, quite a bit. <laughs> we we have we have like technically we we have more than ninety eight episodes proper, but you, that's a lot of anyway. You've been so you're you're basically season veteran. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Yay! Yeah. Last but not least, tell your friends. Uh, that's the best way to spread and share and to gain new listeners. So tell your friends about our podcast and, and enjoy the Super Bowl today. Enjoy the commercials. Enjoy the commercials. Uh, root for r- root for anyone, not the Patriots. Uh, <laughs> uh, that that's canon. Um, when this episode posts, uh, the Super Bowl will have already happened. So I guess we'll get give you our reactions on the game and, but more importantly, the Puppy Bowl. And what commercials and teasers uh, actually happen. I know. I'm really excited for all of that. Ryan, thank you. Thank you for your debut on the on episode 98. I this promise was a... I, I will get better with all of this. That's fine. That's fine. It takes a little bit. Of, it just takes some practice. But you did good. Woo! So, uh, Ryan, say bye to everyone. Bye, everybody. Woo! Woo! See you next week. Yes. Peace.